Good day, everyone. Welcome to Perspectives in Focus, where we highlight the people, industries, ideas, and technology that are making positive strides within society. I'm your host, James Hicks from Hicks New Media, and today I have Mr. Glenn Aspisley here. Glenn is the president of Ecamm Network, which he co-founded with his brother, Ken. The company has a very straightforward goal to build apps to solve problems. Their strategy for success stems from the mindset that if an app is useful, well-designed, and properly maintained, it will sell itself. I wanted to spend some time today talking to Glenn about how working so close with family on a daily basis works and you know why that has actually helped thrive the company and how building a community as well around Ecamm has been so successful in their success. So sit back, stay tuned, and let's get it going with Glenn Aspisley. Look at this guy on the camera here. Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen. Glenn Aspis. Hey James, how's it going? I'm good. So, well, I've been better, but I, I but I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. We we talked about that a little behind the scenes, but you know it's, it's all good. Man, today is a great day. Thank you, sir, again for taking some time to be on the show. Thank you for the community that's coming in to have this conversation with us as well. Uh, how are you doing, though? Let me let me start I'm, with that. I'm doing great. Good. Happy Tuesday. Is it Tuesday already? Taco Tuesday, it is, it is, something yeah. like that. And I'm I'm just I'm just here all by myself in the Ecamm office in North Andover. Awesome. But, awesome. Uh, and uh, I I know you have a a tight timeline today. I don't want you to get in trouble at home. I don't want to be the reason that you get in trouble at home because I don't want the family coming after me. But I'd be remiss if. Um, we didn't start kind of typically how, how I start, but I do want to put a pivot on it. And I kind of want to set the stage for our discussion, right? Along with what I refer to kind of as, as your origin story, uh, as the who is Glenn Aspisley, can you also respond and address a question that came out from the last Q&A that you and your brother did last okay. week? And that question was this one right here. This guy, this guy, John, didn't know I was going to put him on blast like this, right? He, the, the question was, again, about <laughs> Ecamm itself, right? And a lot of the conversation was about improvements, product updates, version 4.0 and things like that. But tell the people first and foremost who Glenn Asplisley is, and then if you can talk to him about what Ecamm Live is. Oh, well. yeah. Yeah, we definitely, like, dive in on those Q&As we, <laughs> because we do it every month, and we're just kind of like, welcome, let's just start pounding through these questions. Yeah. But uh, so so new to e Ecamm, the company, or Ecamm Live. What do you think, John? I will see if you could do a little bit of both, right? Because I, just to kind of set context and set the kind of the uh, the conversation. What is Ecamm Network, and then Ecamm Live in and yeah. of itself as being the product out there? Yeah. Well, well, e Ecamm is you know for the first, I would say. 15 years literally was just Ken and me sitting at our Macs writing apps and, and putting them online. So when, when in your intro, when you said, you know, the, the, we build apps and we sell them, that's, that's really what our business 
has always been uh, just selling stuff without any special business plan or strategy or, or angle, really just like, hey, let's build Mac apps and put them online and see who wants them. <laughs> you know, you know? So Ecamm Network, I feel like the, 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 the premise was we just kind of need a, a home for all these apps that we're creating because they didn't always have a theme so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Um, so, so I don't know. I don't really know where the, the, the network part of it came from other than we were just kind of, we, we wanted the, when we did the original webpage, we kind of wanted it to be like a hub for all the things that we did and make it maybe kind of sound a little bigger than it was. Um, you know, it's a, it's a network, <laughs> but that, that kind of came from the very beginning. Now, and, uh, now which original webpage now? And, and the reason that I asked that did, I, I oh, didn't did go to the way back. <laughs> Listen, hold on folks. Let's, let's go ahead and get it going. Cause I did go way oh, back. Awesome. Huh? That is a hundred percent my handiwork. That's it right there. Ladies and gentlemen, you're looking at the original that ecam.com website. I want to say that is probably the original. So this is Wayback Machine. Yeah. Archive.org. Um, yeah, this is the original real deal. Uh, first gen animated GIFs in there. Um, Man, look at a little nostalgia. Look, look at it in his eyes, ladies and gentlemen. This is going flashing I'm back. In, I'm just admiring my handiwork. <laughs> The, the old school Palm it's, apps there and, and the, you know, the Trek sounds and, and all of that. T talk a little bit about that again for folks. Let's, let's set some context, right? We, we know today what Ecamm Live and Ecamm Network is, but this is kind of really where, where right. you guys got started here. Right. So go back, go back to a time when there were no, no iPhones. Um, uh, clearly the web was a thing. So this would have been like 1990. No way. Yeah. Class, like probably like 1998, 99. Yes. We started doing this stuff. And it was like, so no iPhones, but there were these cool Palm Pilot um, devices, which you see in the top corner there. It's like the, the screen is like pea soup green with the gray, right. like a couple shades of gray going on. And um, and the Mac, the, 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 the Palm Pilot was kind of born out of these, a, a bunch of people from Apple. So like the, the coding was the same. You use Code Warrior. And you, um, they had like a resource fork and a data fork. It was very similar to the old school Mac programming. And it was also like really easy to program. Like it was basic C. Uh, so a good starting point to kind of learn how to, how to do this kind of stuff. And uh, the, the origin story is kind of like, I just wrote my first app, um, which was shareware. There's a term you haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> It's back in Share the Napster days, man. Okay, so like flashing back. Shareware, you would if you would download it for free, but if you used it, you could you could um, you could send the person a check in the mail if you wanted to, like um, I guess the modern day equivalent of buy me a coffee. Yeah. And uh, but then this genius um, came along, um, Kenny West, I think was his name. Hmm, I want okay. to say he was in, he was based in Texas, and he started PalmPilotGear.com. Uh, it was probably like pilotgear.com, then palmpilotgear.com, then palmgear.com, because they kept changing the damn name. But it, but uh, the idea was really ahead of its time. You could buy apps on his app store. He took 20%, and um, the developer got the 80%. 
and uh, the person could download the app. It was like, it was, it was sheer genius. And, and uh, so I did this dumb little astronomy calculator that basically did nothing um, other than tell you the position of the stars. Uh, didn't show you the stars. It just gave you like a, a number basically that you, um, and, and, and I put it on palmpilotgear.com and people just started buying it like all over the world. And I started getting feature requests. Like, you know, I live in this weird time zone in Australia that's not in your list. Can you add that? Can you do this? And we just kind of became addictive. We just started adding apps and uh, just, you can see in the list there. Yeah, we had it. So this is like, yeah, they're all Palm Pilot apps at that yeah. point. Trick sounds. IR mail, fast app, Trekkie, th things of that. And, th and then your, your, your TI-82 calculator video poker app, right? Let, let's talk about that how, back, back in the old days too. Huh? We had a video poker app? Yes. So listen, I know my research. I know the answer. <laughs> Maybe Ken did do like a poker app for the, oh, for the TI-81 calculator. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that was, oh, that was great too. It's a shame that we don't have that anymore. You can bring some of this stuff back. We, we need to go ahead and, like, you know, and relive kind of some of those like, old things that were back in, back in the day. Like right? The app would get deleted if the batteries ran out on the calculator. <laughs> but yeah. So, but anyway, the, the biggest, the biggest Palm Pilot success we had was the Trek sounds, which was our first foray into, into like a kind of a hacky type app. Yeah. Um, where we, where it was kind of based around re reverse engineering. So, um, it just added little sound effects to your Palm pilot, which was great. Uh, and we got a letter from Viacom saying, you can't, you can't do anything with Star Trek. A little cease and desist there. Oh yeah. It was yeah. one of, one of many that went on our wall. Um, so we changed it to tech sounds instead of Trek sounds. But, um, that is crazy. Yeah, so, so from, from there, we just did the Mac uh, Mac apps that were basically all that kind of hack where we kind of like, you know, do a little reverse engineering into the operating system and do something, you know, use our sort of our low level coding skills to, to solve a problem that, that, uh, was, was tricky to solve. You know, you really had to kind of know the, the lower the inner workings of the operating system to solve these problems. And then the, the, the upside to that was we didn't really have any, um, competitors because you know, we, nobody could like, literally nobody else could figure out how to do it. <laughs> right. Right. So, so, well, that was so fun seeing that website that, that brought back a lot of memories. I'll, I'll take talk a screenshot, for hours, you know, I'll take a screenshot and send it to you, man. That, that's, that's good stuff. When I, when I found that I was, uh, I was, I was giggling myself when I, when I found that let's that, flash, that let's uh, flash forward quite a bit to live streaming capability and live streaming functionality. Ecamm Live, the platform, the tool came about really as an answer to Facebook Live, live streaming functionality. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. Talk to a little about, you know, the, the inception of that, why you felt the need to bring a tool or another tool or a Mac only tool, right, to allow uh, live streaming capability when, when just when Facebook was starting to get more prevalent with their live streaming functionality. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, one of, one of the things I think that's most important about, about creating apps or having a company that creates apps is, is like picking what app to do, right? I mean, like mm. you could, because it's, it, it, it's a really big time investment to create an app. So, you know, we, we always, 
would have all these like app ideas sent our way just constantly and, um, you know, choosing what to work on, I think it's just so important. Like the criteria, you know, can it, is, can it be productized? Like, will people see value in it? Will, will, um, will it be easy to maintain? Will, will, can we support it? You know, like what if you create an app that just is a, is a customer support nightmare? You know, yeah. so we, we kind of always had an eye out for things to work on. And this opportunity came along to do a, a live streaming tool that, um, you know, fell in to a to kind of a slot where there's no, uh, there's just, this was, we didn't feel like there was an equivalent. It, was, it wasn't out there. You know, I think at the time there was OBS kicking around, um, which was just a, just a garbage nightmare. nightmare. Just go and say it. Yeah. Nightmare brother. I'll say it for you. If you don't like, want to say it. That it was, was kind of like a rec recurring trend with like all, when we, we would see like when, say we had one of our old Mac apps and like we find a competitor app online, like, uh Oh, like what's this going to be like? And we'd double click it and we'd be like, Oh, <laughs> this yeah, is terrible. To see if it works or not. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and OB, OBS kind of had that vibe of like not really being good. And I mean, it, it works. I mean, it's, it's a de facto tool that everyone uses. I mean, we can make fun of it all we want, but it's, it, it's popular. It's, it's still out uh, there doing this thing, but yeah, it, we, we can do free, better. It's free. So the question was like, can, can something come in that, that has enough value that people will actually want to um, mm, like pay that. money yeah. for it? You know, yeah. like, can we do this and can we do it right? Uh, and then there was also the higher end, right? Like um, Wirecast, I think is, I don't know. You don't hear much about Wirecast um, these days, but because they're not really working on it that much, I don't think. But, but I mean, that was kind of thought of as like the high end, like anyone doing real live streaming would use Wirecast. And that at the time was um, considered very expensive, right? It was like probably like a thousand bucks or something yeah. for that. So coming in in the middle, um, and traditionally all of our products have always been um, affordable, like to the point where we would get a lot of complaints that our products didn't cost enough, which is like a really awkward situation to be in. But like, that's one, like one of the biggest things we would hear when we went out to like a trade show or like an expo or something like, why aren't you guys charging enough for your products? Like, why is it eight bucks or 10 bucks? Yeah. Um, and so we wanted, we we're in that kind of zone of like, okay, it's going to be like, it's going to cost money, but it's going to be affordable um, and not, prohibitive to, to, to do. So that's, that's kind of like that's how almost, we add that idea. That, that's almost a paradox when you start thinking about the world of Apple and world of Mac, right? Because again, you, you, you always pay a premium, at least for the hardware. Um, and I, and I typically ask that exact, a similar question when I go to a trade show as well. And every time someone has an app that's free or freemium ad supported or whatever the case may be, I wonder about their longevity and, and I, and I, I ask, when are you going to start charging for this? But I, I've never thought about someone saying, you know, you're not charging enough for your, for your application. Well, I, don't so know, that's I, yeah, I feel like some people just felt like we were, we were not, especially for an app like you came live that does a lot. Mm. Like it was, it was, it was, I think it was only, it didn't cost. I mean, it, it, it costs more now, um, with the, with, um, now that it's evolved into a, into a more future rich app. But even when it first came out, people were like, felt that it didn't really, um, I mean, you kind of set the value of like, 
people people perceive the value of your offering based on the price. True. Right. Like if you went into a steakhouse and there was like an eight dollar steak on the menu, you'd be like, "That sounds uh, sure. absolutely yeah. disgusting." Like, no. maybe you maybe know? not. I'll save that one for later. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. Don't give me that one. Give me give me the other try too. So, give me <laughs> but yeah, that, who would want that? Not gonna do uh, it. But and then we, um, you know, we we eventually we we migrated to the subscription model, um, which we were opposed to for the longest time because I mean, I mean, let's be honest, who likes a sub subscription versus like a single payment? Yeah. But what that lets us do is is just keep going. You know, like that's. We, like you said, we won't get into that situation where we, we can't do it anymore because we have the recurring revenue, um, you know, supported by the people that actually use the software. And that's let us do so much more. Um, it's, it's just, it's, I, I think business-wise, a fantastic way to run a software company, you know, having that recurring revenue. Yeah. I mean, that, um, that's, a, that's a phenomenal segue into kind of the, the highlight of what I wanted to talk about. But I, I'd be remiss also if I didn't say hello to some of the folks that are in the comments. And, I, you know, this one stuck out. Anna is already talking about, he's, he's saying your, she's saying your hair is on point. Uh, <laughs> mine is, Why, thank you. My, mine is a little, you know, a little low today. I, I wanted to make sure I was, I was, uh, you know, Freshly shaved for Mr. Aspersley, but shouts out to everyone. We see you in the building too, Victor. We see Miss Jill here. Appreciate you for joining and everyone else as well. Back to kind of that subscription model and, and charging for it and the community that is is paying that subscription and, and kind of the the evolution of that whole aspect, right? You know, the concept of community, let's talk about that and how you seem to have really made that a core piece of the overall eCamp story, right? You know, what does community mean to you and, and why is it important to have such a, a thriving, active, relevant community around these software products that you're building? Oh, I, I feel like that's something that kind of takes care of itself if you're, if you have a product that's, that is good you know like people will people will feel like they're they're part of it hmm. you know like it, i don't i don't necessarily feel like there's anything special that um to have that community but but you know nurturing it and making sure that it that it becomes like you know visible to you know all we're all we're really doing is like making sure people know about the online community um you know I don't. I don't feel like there's any special trick to that. I mean, we I have. Mean, we have. You know. I don't. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like any with any anything that people people like, yeah. <laughs> you know, they will they will feel that that like they're part of that thing. Um, and then, of course, we're we're kind of in that sort of Facebook YouTube world where yeah. you can build these communities where people all over the world can can you know share that um I, I would i would add to that and and i would challenge you on this right i think people pay attention to what they pay for right and and not just in 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 financial pieces not in just in dollars and cents but actual what we're vested in from a usage perspective from a what, what we actually are passionate about so so many people that are probably in the comments and the chats listening now and probably on the on the replay 
rely on Ecamm Live, the platform, to do what it is that we do from a content curation perspective. They're, look, not just because I'm talking to the co-founder here, folks, but look, there's nothing else better out there on, on, the, on the planet. Done, period. Right. And, and for the fact that, (laughs) right. And for the fact that you've built that platform to be so stable, to be so flexible, to be so extensible, we're going to go out and tell folks who are also wanting to get into content creation, not just uh, traditional Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and things like that. But you've got folks that are also, if there was any blessing of of the pandemic, the fact that we actually did, there is no blessing of the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Shouts out to the guy who tested positive this morning. So that's that's me. So I'm 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 a little delusional. But was if there was any blessing of the pandemic, it was that church services were now remotely produced, right? And 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 streamed live. So a lot of churches were using or used excuse me, are using Ecamm Live to produce their their services. Just having folks use your platform on a day-to-day basis for either business, personal, professional usage, that's the marketing for you right there. We're, we're, we're helping Katie out by just going out there and saying, drop the rest, use this. Why? Because, and because I use it and because this is the experiences that I have that, that really, that, um, word of mouth marketing, that word of usage, uh, advertising as well, I think is, is very valuable and, and really just goes to show that you and your brother, you, what you and Ken have done is, is phenomenal in terms of even in, in this short period of time that the, the platform has been available. Cause, cause really Ecamm life hasn't been around that long when, when you think in the whole evolution, right. Of, yeah. uh, of it, the it, software dynamic. It is, it, it is pretty new. Yeah. The, I mean, when I say, when I say that about the community i mean i i'm not saying that like we don't actually like specifically do things to you know build community and keep community going i feel like the origin of it and that what keeps it so strong is is a it has a lot to do with the software i mean we do have we do have our um our our marketing team you know as like on that um on that on those communities interacting with the people that are using the software on a daily basis. And that has been something that we were able to do, you know, when growing, growing the team just from just me and Ken to, um, and now we have, um, if you count me and Ken, there's nine of us total um, at Ecamm. Uh, that's something that we've just never been able to do before, which is something that is frankly still feels new to me. The fact that we don't have to do like everything, yeah. you know, like, and, and that's just opened up this, this door to have like, you know, like a, the content on, on YouTube and Facebook having like, um, and then these amazing group of moderators on the Ecamm Live community on Facebook just blows my mind every single time because we, they're just like a, this amazing team of moderators that. I was going to say, you know, shout out. I must really? be doing something good because, uh, you know, Mr. Paul Duncan is here and you know, I, I got to pay that guy to show up. And, you know, he, he's here today. Maybe, maybe he's just here because of you. But, you know, you, you've got all the winners in here. You, you bring all the all the stars out. Yeah, I mean, when the, the, and the, I think one of the things that makes Ecamm as a company unique over the over the years is like Ken and I are very much like just computer programmers that that maybe also have a little bit of a, of a understanding of 
hopefully of of how to um, you know design and um, and design the software, you know, architect the software properly, but also like understanding what users want out of the product. Like, I feel like we maybe have a little bit of that, but we're not by any stretch of the imagination, like business people, which is weird. Like usually in a company, um, in a, in a software company, there's like the business person, right? Like the, the mover shaker, like, you know, understands finances, understands like, you know, a lot of their job is like getting funding or securing like um, securing investors or or um, you know figuring out like what the org structure of the company should be. Like, we are not that at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when like the the company and, and and but we have in 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 spite of that then pretty successful building a software company. I mean, we've been doing it for over 20 years yeah. and that's just been our, like, our, I think, I think we went full time on it in 2007. So yeah, okay. quite, quite some time. And we, we've had people tell us like, like, oh, like you, like you, over the years, like, it seems like you've been successful, but like only kind of in spite of yourself, like you, you just kind of like, had some lucky apps along the way that people want to buy. Right, listen, and like yeah. at that, and that point I would, I mean, I would like tend to kind of agree with them, but then, you know, after your 10th successful app, it's like, no, no, no more, no more, no more, no more in here. I think, <laughs> I think we found something we're good at and we're sticking with it. You know, like, you know you're not winning if you don't have haters, man. So it, it's, it's, I, I don't think they were saying it in, in like a hating way, just almost like a, you know, like, you know, like there must be more, more to to that but like you said in your intro like just the belief that you can you can create some software for um you know for the the mac user community have them see the value in it and and be able to to support it 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 it, it, it goes a long way like we've been we've been bootstrapped we've never had outside funding um or anything like that it's you know our finances are like very similar to like that of like a pizza shop <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. I want to look at these books here now. Let me let me see what these books look like. No, uh, let me, let me ask you a question because you, you touched on something, and I, I, I'd also like to go deeper into this. You and and Ken, right? Just every day and every team has their good and bad days. It, it it is what it is, and those can get even more exaggerated. I think you know when you're working so closely with family members. Let me, how, how do you and Ken maintain to stay out of each other's way for one? That there, there's, that's one question. And kind of something that you just mentioned earlier, I want to dive into, are there specific portions of the platform that you work on versus he, right? Are there uh, different, different code snippets, different functions and features or what that, that Glenn, did you work on as yeah. opposed to what Ken does? Yeah. So the first one, um, that, that's kind of interesting because we are not like a normal family um, dynamic at all. Like for those who may not have figured it out, we're identical twins. You know, we're, we are literally clones of, the, of, of each other. And it's totally abnormal um, how well we get along uh, and how well we work together. It's like people, you know, they say like, oh, I wish I could clone myself. I'd get like twice as much done. Like that is actually what's happening. That's actually what's going on. Wow. We, we never, um, 
we, we very rarely have a disagreement about something having to do with ecamm um and when we do we just like circle back a couple times later like the next day or something and like basically whoever cares more you know wins out <laughs> Who's ever got it on the top of their list that day, that Apple Notes uh, sheet that you guys maintain? Whoever's looked at that first that day, right, tackles it first. Yeah, and and oddly, we never. Well, I don't know if it's happened maybe like I don't think it's ever happened that we both are working on the same thing and like step on each other's toes. It's just okay. for some reason, we do have kind of like areas that we both would tend to work on. Ken, Ken has a background um, doing audio video coding. He was a um, working on media composer at Avid for several years, um, doing video editing software. So he he would tend to work more on like the audio and video pipeline, which is a very important part of the product. Uh, but yeah, moving moving audio and video around, encoding, decoding, um, audio uh, mix down. That's the kind of thing that he might be more um, inclined to work on. Hmm. Uh, where. I tend to be more on the user interface side, um, which is really tedious stuff, but I don't mind doing it. And um, also more on the sort of a higher level design of the product. Okay. And then traditionally I used to do all the website uh, and uh, graphics and anything like that. You want me to like bring before. back that old website up? You want you want to you want to take another look at the? There were like other iterations that were also pretty darn cool. That that one was the best though. Let me tell you something. That that right there, that may be the thumbnail for for this entire show right here. To be honest with you, that that old. I'm I'm still looking at it. It's it's amazing. It's good stuff. Why, thank you. That that <laughs> the, uh, the that the orange to red gradient is is definitely my favorite. That is good stuff, man. That is good stuff. Let me let me ask you, and again, I want to be cognizant of time because because again, I I know you've got things going on this evening, but downtime. Well, and, and that could be also kind of in in uh, conjunction with what you're going to do later on tonight. Downtime when you when you're away from the laptop screen, right? I know you and Ken kind of have been in performing arts back in your college days. Puppet guys, puppet masters. What what's the official word? Uh, uh, you you did shows. We really so, did do a lot of research. Listen, I don't I, mean, I don't mess around here. Come on, let's get focused, brother. I this is what we do. All right. Um. Yes, sir. I, I definitely make sure that that, that I am well versed in, in whoever I'm talking to. But I also know that you yourself are pretty involved, and and are you still involved with the uh, the Friends of Northern Andover Trails organization? Oh, the, yeah, the, the Friends of Northern Andover organization. Trail. Now you you serve as chairman, correct? Yeah, that that's something where one of those things where like you kind of move to a new town and you're looking for some way to you know get involved in something and and the group uh, the group needed you know some it, it was like a bunch of people that like cared about the trails but when I walked in and they saw this young guy who knew how to do computers and stuff they were just like oh who's this you know that kind of thing and that was I guess ten years ago so I they put me in charge pretty quickly and we did the uh, and I love, you know, computers, as you know. Yes. And I love maps, and uh, and I love nature. So I spent a lot of time, and I did all the maps for the town trails and everything. And then we did a guidebook, and um, online maps and everything like that. So it, we had a lot of fun with that. That's the kind of thing I like to do when I'm not computer programming. Is is um, you know just working on, you know, mapping history, getting out there on the trails. 
going for walks. Yeah. See, yeah, and, it, and, and that's something I typically talk about on this channel about work-life balance, uh, stress relief, uh, mm-hmm. mental care, right? Uh, stay, staying in tune with oneself, things like that. So what, what else do you, do you typically like to do? Again, when you, when you close that laptop off finally for the evening, when you got no support calls coming in, we don't have people like me calling saying, Glenn, come on, let's, let's get on a show. Let's, let's do a stream or something. Um, when, when you're not making the fancy coffee, cause I, I'm just a regular coffee. I, I, I can't afford the, I got some fancy coffee, but, um, man, she's Shang saying, she's yeah. saying they never put the laptops down. I seen them outside the office. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm I'm trying to make Glenn put the put the laptop down just for a minute. I'm trying to trying to dig into that just a little bit. Yeah, it it, it work life balance. It, it's a it is a, a tricky thing, right? I mean, like we, you know, you we we're, I do kind of think of myself as 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 a workaholic type person. I mean, like that's just kind of in my nature to to work a lot. Um, but you know, it, you can't you can't just always be coding. Eventually, just get sick of it. Yeah, um, you know, in it, but so everything basically that doesn't have to do with, with, um, with coding other than you know maybe working on, on online mapping is it's just all complete completely computer shut, um, being outdoors, being in nature, um, going on 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 hikes, mountain bike rides, uh, road bike rides, just the the usual nerdy, not very athletic guy type things to do outside. Nothing, nothing wrong with that, brother. Nothing wrong with that. And so let, let me let me bring it into context for folks that are wondering what in the world is James doing, right? You know, I, I asked about the Friends organization. I, I asked about some of those other activities. Really, to highlight the aspect of community that's kind of built into what it is that you do outside of the development activity. So uh, that and yeah. that really has has brought itself into your professional life as well, and what has helped blossom the old the old ECAM network community like aspect. So. Bring, bringing it back home there for for the folks sitting in the back of the room yeah well that, that 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 makes a lot of sense i mean i i think that a lot of what i do in 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 my town is building community in a big way because that there aren't really like a lot of ways that people can meet hmm. other people in these like these suburban towns where there, there really isn't like a lot of uh you know outside like the people you're standing next to at a at your kid's soccer game or something like you know what are the what are the things that happen in um, in a town, and that kind of fascinates me. Like how can we how can we get people together? How can we how can we form these communities? And and then you know ten years later, most of the people I know in town are through things that I've done, like the like the trail organization. Hmm. So it it is a nice way to kind of you know branch out, meet people that have common interests, and uh, you know take a break from the computer. That's for sure. There you go. It's but, time for the same, but I do feel like at the same time, like a lot of the things that I do, like when you start thinking about, yeah, there are computers involved, you know, like running an organization like that nowadays, you're posting things on Facebook, you're sending email through MailChimp, you're, you know, putting together online calendars. And then of course, last couple of years meeting on Zoom and then it's yeah. kind of like, yeah, yeah we're, all, we're always just circling back to the computers and everything that we do. Well, as, as long as we stay cognizant and, and conscious of the, that need to somehow break away from it, then I think we'll be okay. There, that, that instant on always in, in the need to know information 
there's pros and cons of that. We, we, we can go a whole nother two hours for that, but I'm not going to let you miss dinner. So we're not going to do that. A, a couple more questions that I want to get into. And I see some of the comments starting to come in that are leaning towards this. We're, we're, we're going to ask about some of this stuff, folks. Uh, thank you again for the comments. Thank you to the folks that are watching. Uh, there's a handful of products that are on the ECAM shelves. Phone view, eyeglasses, call recorder for Skype. That was the very first ECAM product that I purchased from you. Nice. And, Thanks and, for uh, your support. You know, back back in the day, what what was it, 1999? I, I don't remember what, how much it cost. But, you know, and Card Raider, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Besides version four of Ecamm, are there other software products that you're working on? Don't give any NDA stuff away. I mean, honestly, there, don't. There tell really, us. there really aren't. I mean, like we for the for, for the longest time, even when Ecamm Live was came out, we still sort of fancied ourselves like this multi app company. Um, call recorder has just been a perennial favorite for since 2006. I want to say that came out. Well, you probably know better than me with all your researching, but the, but, and then phone view, which started out as iPhone drive. And I guess the year the iPhone came out, which would have been 2007. It was 2007. Um, that was the year that Steve, I worked there and, and yeah. Steve gave us all iPhones that year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of these apps really had legs and we, we, we're maintaining them, adding features, fixing bugs, and and we're kind of like in bugs bug fixing mode for phone view and eye and eyeglasses. Um, call recorder is pretty much done, um, and you know last time we looked at the last time we looked at the uh, the revenue those were bringing in, it was it was pretty low. It mm. was you know it, it, the last the last couple and when you stop when, really when you stop paying attention to the products. You know, they people don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I mean, when, when I mean, was the last time the app was updated? Oh, five years ago. Yeah, yeah just, people, just people notice that. I mean, well, I mean, most computer programs, honestly, they just they're, they they become irrelevant um, because of technology change. Like, mm -hmm. like you don't need it, and you don't need it anymore. It's replaced by something better. Um, but for whatever reason, call recorder for Skype. Like, even when call recorder literally got a record button, like people were still and are still using that because it just does certain things better. Midori is like RIP call recorder. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, to put that one up but, there. Yeah, there were like little little things that it does better, you know, but at a certain point, you just got to say, you know, like it's a, it can be very time consuming to update some of this stuff. Yeah. And we, I, we did, we, okay. yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, I would say, yeah. and, and eyeglasses, right? You kind of incorporated some of that functionality into the picture settings for Ecamm Live, correct? Some of it, yeah. We, I mean, I, eyeglasses is a is a was a plugin that was initially just kind of like to to adjust your eyesight. Um, remember the the I, the camera that was shaped kind of like a cylinder. Yeah. Apple, the, the first eyesight camera. Yes. Like adjusting the focus and the brightness and everything, and then we added software effects and 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 people still use eyeglasses all the time, but it's not something where we're like adding features or or um or something like the last update we did was for both call recorder and eyeglasses were just compatibility fixes um which didn't really take that long but kind of like let people to continue to use the, the apps you know but like really we're you know to answer your question we're, we're really just working on ecamm live right now and it's been that way for um probably at least two or two years two or three years 
of just working on I, on, on Ecamm Live, which is new, very new to us. Okay. Well, and so that leads to this question that I have. Back in 2015, uh, you won Best of Show in Macworld. I believe sure I, was, I was there at that Macworld. Oh, wait a um, minute. Look at that. That's what, okay. Okay, you got the, you got the award. Awesome. That's, that's incredibly cool. And I want to ask about the BT1 Bluetooth webcam. Is there still one of those hardware devices around? There must be. There must be a, a BT1 somewhere. Come on. It probably doesn't work. I mean, we don't have it here. Oh. You know what we also won? The gold, what was it called? The Eddie? The Macworld Eddie Award. It was like a, it looked like an Emmy, like the gold statue. Yeah, yeah. For, for your wireless, web, for the webcam? We won that for the Printopia software. Oh my right, God. Folks, yeah. this, this, this is flashing back here. This is, you didn't know about this right here. The BT1 and the Printopia. That's right. Ken and Glenn made some hardware back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, the, the BT1 was, was, was neat. It was, a, it was the world's first and, and only Bluetooth wireless webcam. Nice. And uh, why would you want your webcam to be wireless? I'm not 100% sure. But, but you know what? It, it was, it was a, that product actually came about basically because of our work doing stuff like eyeglasses where, um, you know, we, we, we worked with a company that was doing, that wanted to do this product, but they needed, um, since Bluetooth webcams aren't a thing, they needed a driver to actually um, make it work. So Ken spent, I think, a whole summer. Um, he was living in in Paris for the for the summer, and he spent the whole summer basically working on this webcam driver for the BT One. And then, meanwhile, um, they didn't really have any place to sell it. Hmm. Like they didn't really. So we were like, you know what? We sell things. Um, how about we can put it on our website as an eCam product? So we did the whole, all the Mac software and we did the, the selling of it. And then they handled the drop shipping. It, it was fun, but it was really like the whole experience of doing a hardware product was really stressful to mm. us. Like the idea of coming from a software background where like you could like, you know, something is wrong with it. You can ship a bug, it could ship a bug fix. And like, there's always been this like, like this nightmare situation where like, the updater is broken and like you can't, people can't click update and update their software. Like imagine that just all the time. No, if there was something yeah. wrong with your hardware, nightmare. you can't, and you just shipped hardware to like thousands of people and, and there's no fix. Like you can, you can send, you can work on new firmware that like maybe like works around it or like, you know, mitigates the problem. But like, if there's some issue, like, like maybe it's heating up or like yeah. maybe when, it, when it heats up, some component starts to freak out or there's some static issue or like, it was, it was a really, it was a really stressful time. I think probably the most stressful thing we ever did. <laughs> because so the moral, so I guess in short, you're not doing another hardware piece. Uh, um, we're not. No, oh, we're not. We, we, will, we will gladly work with hardware companies. We, we have got do, the definitive answer right there. Ecamm no, no, yeah. Network will not do we, any more hardware. <laughs> we, we won't. No, and, and, and it's also like you, you really need people that understand the process. You know, like when, when we worked with, with, um, with, with Jimmy at, um, at Pico, he, he, knew the, um, okay. and he, knew the, he knew the hardware process in and out. He was like in China, like, you know, at the factory, you know, like getting stuff done, <laughs> you know, like totally different world. 
That's crazy. But, that, is, that is, that's pretty cool. That's pretty, let me, let me ask you this. And then, um, this will appease the folks that are asking questions about, about the live streaming platform, Ecamm Live. And I'm, and I'm being very conscious in terms of saying Ecamm Network as the company and Ecamm Live as, as the plat, uh, live streaming platform. And I know you hear from the community all the time about feature requests. And during your, your most recent q and I believe it was on, was on the 5th, you, you mentioned a handful of updates that are coming out in 4.0. But I'm curious to know what your top two or three features are that are coming out in 4.0. I get two or three. To you get two or three, out. man. Yeah. You get, you gotta, it's like calling, you know, which, which one of the, your, your children is your favorite, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I mean, I have to start off with, with the, the sort of the redesign of the streaming, um, to allow for, for multi-streaming. Uh, is it, I think it's a, it's going to be a fun feature. People want to do like, um, like you're going out to YouTube right now, if you wanted to hit up, um, some other platform at the same time. The idea is to kind of approach it Ecamm style and make it just super simple and just do exactly what you want it to do without having to, you know, make things complicated. So just like yeah. pick this, pick this, boom, boom, and, and you're live. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's required a lot, of, uh, a lot of work, but it's coming along nicely. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about the way it's looking. Yeah, and see, you're looking at it right now. I, I, I'm, I'm tracking like your eyes, right? Are, are you yeah. looking at? I was actually just looking at the at the, at the comments that are coming oh, in from YouTube. Oh, okay. I thought you're like, look, actually had an environment up before that. I was saying, yeah, this this looks pretty good. Wait, wait till no, you I, guys I, get I, hands I, off. I quit all that. I don't want it like messing with my my camera and stuff for for the interview that we're doing now. Um, we also are adding like this really cool um, new switcher window, which I don't think we talked a lot about before, um, where this just like crushes it, a whole huge pile of feature requests, like all at once where um, for, for a multi-camera or um, even what you're doing now with bringing me in as a, as a guest, um, the ability to have a window with multiple, um, with all basically all your, all your video inputs, um, you can make them any size you want, any arrangement you want. You can pop them out into separate windows. You can throw an input up onto a display. You can, you'll be able to send out an uh, input to an NDI monitor. You'll be able to, um, you know, record an individual input. Just like everything is in there. You flip it around, um, create, and, and then another thing that will be in there is the is the um, concept of like an input placeholder that we talked about a little on the last Q and A. So like really just rolling everything into this one. Um, awesome window where without complicating the app, because like, if you don't need any of this stuff and you never opened this window before, you're totally fine. <laughs> you know? hmm. But if you want this extra functionality, um, it, it, it's all there for you. And it's just gonna, it's gonna really uh, enable a lot of workflows that, that haven't been possible before. Okay. You know, it, it's, it's a, it's an, I can see you trying to think like, Oh, how would I, how would I use this feature? I am. I am. But, but I, I know I, I'll find a way. I will find a way. Yeah. Um, we, we get a lot of requests from like, uh, setups where, um, people are, have more of like a, like a real, um, studio type setup hmm. where they see Ecamm live and they'll be like, Oh, like, well, this will, you know, I can just, this just replace my whole studio. Um, but if there's one thing missing, like, oh, how do I, how do I put, you know, I want each of us on a separate display, you know, like in the control room. Yeah. 
and you're like, there's no way to do that. Or like, um, you could be recording me as a separate um, feed for later, like an ISO video um, recording of just like the raw video of me and the raw video of you. Um, if you want to do editing later, something like that. So you're going to get rid of my ATIM. Um, maybe, maybe, I mean like, and, and then nothing's ever simple, right? Like we get yeah. these requests that make things sound so simple. And then you start drilling down like, Oh, what does ISO video really mean? Like, does it like what audio is in that video? Like, um, what if the camera goes away and then comes back? Like what, what if, does it have titles? You know, it's just yeah. like, yeah. What it, you know, and, and then it comes down to really understanding what people expect it to do. Um, Shishang says, I have like 16 camera inputs, more or less, will they all fit? Um, right now, it's a scrolling window. So um, you can, you probably want to pare that down, though. That's way too many cameras. You can't, well, Ecamm is running all those cameras. So, what kind of, kind of machine you running, man? I, I know I got a Mac Studio here, but what, well, let's see, I got, I got seven. So I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, point fingers at anyone else. I, the mirror's looking at me too. Uh, let me bring this question up as well. And, and then I'll, I'll have one question final. Ms. Jill is asking, what's the most interesting use case you've seen someone use with Ecamm? Oh my goodness. Uh, I think it was probably like, um, Peak pandemic, frantic message from someone asking how to do a particular thing. Um, and they explained to me that um, SEAL was interviewing Gary Oldman. Hmm. And they, they, they were, and, and why? Because everyone was just locked down in a pandemic. And then we got like, like um, such and such celebrity is just doing a, like a, scotch tasting or something like that and we started realizing like people are using ecamm live all over the world because they are bored out of their mind <laughs> and i thought that was such a cool use case it's just like like people are trapped at home and they just want to interact with the outside world you know like how often do you just like live like live stream to youtube or something yeah. just because you want to like connect just have that connection that you don't yeah have and like people started messaging us with these like things like like i am like um doing this like uh, what the hell was it? it was like a puppet puppet related you know and it just went it just started getting crazier and crazier as the pandemic went on of like what was going out on these live streams and it, it was just like this sort of cool new world of like doing crazy stuff on ecamm live so but, uh, that speaks again back to the premise of the conversation, because I can guarantee you not every other platform that does something similar, we're getting those types of inquiries, right? We, the consumer, we, the user, we, the facilitator of this platform, the ones that are actually out there, you felt comfortable and felt uh, that connection to you and felt a connection to something bigger than us, that community to say, you know what, Glenn, can, can you, I don't know, give us more interview minutes for, for, for this particular month. Cause we want to have these large family gatherings uh, on online with, with our family or something of that nature. Yeah. Right? But, but again, that that's, I guess that relationship that we don't take for granted 
that we have that access to someone like you and your brother and the core team yeah. of the company. Well, and yeah, the whole the whole team. I mean, Midori's team is 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 just it's accessible, and that's something mm -hmm. we haven't really talked about. Is that sort of that feeling of accessibility that we hope keeps continues to 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 you know go on. Like you know, we do have a lot more um, messages coming in than before, but like I I certainly hope that that feeling of accessibility is still there where people say like, you know, I am trying to do this particular thing, um, this new use case. Um, I just need this one little feature or maybe like, um, is there, is there a way to do this? Yeah. And a lot of the time we can say, you know what, like, I know there's a way and I know someone on the Ecamm Live community on Facebook um, could help you out here. You know, it's a, it's a good feeling to know like um, that there are experts that will, um, either sell their time or lend their time to help someone else get something working. That is true. That is true. And just like Katie says, you know, the support team is incredible. I've reached out to, to them so many times as well. Uh, last question, man. Where'd the name Ecamm come from? Oh man, I knew you were going to ask that. Come on now. <laughs> it's not a very interesting story. I think like it was 1999 ish and domain names were like the hot commodity yeah and i think we were just happy to find something that's five letters long and like just add that extra m in there and that made total sense i honestly think we just kind of like came up with a with a short domain that had the camera in there somewhere because we always did like camera related apps but yeah that, that's where it came from See, but still, Not, it's a nonsense word. Inquiring minds wanted to know, and I was, I was just curious about that. Yeah. And I freaking know what and that it kind of, it kind of stuck. Like we've had to rename a lot of things over the years, but um, we never renamed, we never renamed Ecam. Awesome. It's just always been there. Cool. Well, Glenn, listen, you, you're a long way from video poker, right? You're, you're a long way from Palm Pilot apps. You're a long way from the Rock Foundation, where you were selling rocks to your grade school uh, <laughs> colleagues. That that can be a whole nother hour as well. We can have that conversation one of these days. But um, and and folks probably on the inside know that that inside joke that I just brought up right there. Uh, continue to good work, man. Really, what you and your brother are doing are are truly truly remarkable. You've built a a, a community who has bought in right to the work that you're doing what we know what you're doing and what you know that you've got planned to do and even what we don't know that you've got planned to do if that makes sense uh, well th thank you yeah the, the community is thriving strong and we we are here for all of the adventures and we're looking forward to the next releases and with that i'll leave it to, to you if you have anything you want to say in closing sir uh this was fun thanks thanks for having me on i i, I don't have any big resounding closing statement, just, just a really fun, well-researched time, you know, reminiscing. Uh, I think you could do a whole series on bringing up the first iteration of everyone's website and just <laughs> dive in. <laughs> what do you think? That, that may be some, uh, some shorts that I do. I, I may end up doing some YouTube yeah. shorts, right? What, what was Ecamm's first website? This one. What was, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just... Go back and, and, uh, and just go, uh, iteration by iteration, watch the company grow. I'll do that. 
I'm gonna yeah, take your, I'm gonna take it from you, man. I'm gonna do it. I hope I can. I hope we can come back on the show, um, perspectives some other time. Definitely. Do it again. Definitely, man. I appreciate you. Go enjoy your family. Everyone, thank you for joining as well. Thank you for your comments and thank you for your participation. Mr. Aspislay, have a great night and I will talk to you guys soon. We're out.